Hi, and welcome to the Confident Woman Podcast. I'm Rachel. And I'm Erin. And we're here to keep it real, raw, and what it means to be the confident woman. This episode is brought to you by the Confident Woman Collective. If you've ever felt alone in life while you're trying to up-level as a person and in your business, then it's definitely going to be worth it to join the Confident Woman Collective. Here, you won't find yourself alone. Instead, you'll find yourself surrounded by women that you can learn with, grow with, and thrive with in all areas of your life. All right, ladies, today we have a very special guest, Shannon McKinstry. She's the founder of Boutique Social, a social media strategist and mentor for business owners who want to make an impact and get big results through organic and proven social media strategies. So welcome, Shannon. I know that we're going to have a great conversation because I think we live in a social world. So we're definitely going to need to know all the tips and strategies, but all, all the good stuff. And we're excited to dive in. But I think uh, you know what we're most excited about is like, how did you get started? And I think that's kind of the cool thing about you know, with everyone's journey or where they're at currently, it's like, let's get down to how this started because mm-hmm. everyone has a reason why they're in business or why they do what they do. So thank you, Shannon. And I'm excited. Let's dive in. Awesome. Well, thanks, Rachel. Thank you for having me. My story is very up and down, all <laughs> backwards, upside down. Probably like many entrepreneurs out there, I never, ever thought I would run my own business, first of all. <laughs> I was not, I was the very shy kid. I'd never felt smart. I just kind of stood in the background of all my nine to fives, never spoke up. So to be here now is very, very crazy. I feel like I'm like in a simulation. I'm like, is this happening? So basically the way it all started, I've actually been in media and marketing for a long, long time. When I was little, I always had my dad's camcorder. I was I drove my siblings crazy. I was always taking pictures and videos and they were like, please get out of my face. So as I grew up, I was like, I went actually to a live taping or recording of Saturday Night Live. My mom had a friend at NBC and no doubt was going to be there. And this was, I'm talking like 96, I think, 97. I was like 15. And, uh, you know, 15 year olds weren't allowed to go to Saturday Night Live, but my mom had a friend there. So we got to go and I just remember sitting there and just looking at all the people running around like in the cameras. And I was just like, oh my gosh, I want to direct. I want to work in television. So I started studying TV production in high school, like immediately kind of put my love of recording and writing and everything creative to work. And then I went to Virginia Tech, studied communications and marketing. And then I got to actually live out my dream, which was working in a control room and working at CNN. And it was incredible, but I knew (laughs) immediately this was not the environment for me. It wasn't healthy for me witnessing things that we witnessed in the newsroom. And we were, I was there during Katrina and tsunami and it just like panic attacks. It was hard. Moved back home to DC and I was just like, so stuck. I was like, what do I do with my life? And this is 2007, 2008. And this is right when Facebook, MySpace, which is obviously aging me, but (laughs) that's when I was like, I loved it. I loved using photos. I would write captions. Like, and my friends were always thought it was funny. We'd sit around, they'd be like, what should I write for my caption for this Facebook post? Like they always kind of leaned on me. And I was like, it was fun. I love using words and photos and videos to store, to tell stories. Anyway, so it all kind of fell into my lap. And then I was, you know, struggling with what do I do? I thought I wanted to do news. I thought I wanted to direct, produce, et cetera. And then I was like, what do I do with my life? (laughs) 
So I bounced around some marketing gigs and then social media started going from personal to business. And I was at a nine to five that I really, really loved. And I was like, Hey, do you guys need someone to run the Facebook page? And I, they let me run the Facebook page. And I was like, this is so much fun. And I would geek out. Like I loved it. And I love the data behind it, all of it. And um, yeah, so back then people were not taking social media seriously yet, uh, but it started to, and I was like, this is, this is it. I'm supposed to be doing this. It takes my love of everything. And then had my daughter, very traumatic birth. And I decided I can't go back to work. I cannot physically do it. And I, my husband's like, well, we need money. <laughs> we cannot live without your income. And so I just was like, look, if I can get a couple clients, because I'm sure a lot of listeners know how much daycare is. I was like, look, if I can get it to balance between what we would pay for daycare and my salary, can I start this business and just see if people will pay me to do Facebook for them? And I got some realtors in the area to let me do it. I was not charging enough. I had no systems in place. I just dove head first out of desperation. And then it snowballed into what it is today, which is just still crazy to me. So I've been, I've had my social media management business since 2014 and that, you know, started as a hobby. And then I was like, okay, I guess I should get like an LLC. What's an LLC? <laughs> I was like, I don't know, but that's how it all came about. And I just leaned on my local community in the Washington DC area. I had no social media presence myself except for my personal. And then I saw I was doing really great job at growing their accounts. And I was like, I should do this for myself, I guess, too. Should I treat this as not just a hobby and treat it as a business. And then I started started showing up on Instagram, started writing articles on LinkedIn, and then boom. It's just amazing what happens when you market yourself and just show up. <laughs> it's crazy. Right. Oh my gosh. I love that you share that, like just the vulnerability of, you know, that messy middle when you got started, because the truth is, it's like, you didn't just arrive overnight with being, no. you know, into owning your own boutique, social media company to mentoring others and everything. And I was just jotting down a couple of the, the points that really stood out to me is that for anyone listening who is like, well, maybe I'm just at the beginning of my career, mm. or I don't even know if this is my side hustle, or right. if this is the, the future. But right now I'm finding joy in the passion that I have mm -hmm. for doing whatever it is that they're doing and might be that hobby, but you refined that hobby by over and over showing up and just doing the work without any pretense that this is going to be your full-time gig. Right. Right. So, and I think that's so, so important because, you know, anyone who's just kind of listening, there's so much of that noise out there, especially in the entrepreneurial space. It's like, you have to hustle, hustle hard, hustle. grind all day. Don't take time off. If you're taking time off, that's when people are, are taking advantage of your time that you're not producing. And it just gets ingrained in your brain that you feel like you can't like do anything but work. And me personally, yeah. I just hate that word hustle. Cause it's like, we shouldn't be in hustle mode yeah. all the time, no. but it's like giving yourself that grace to pull back because when you start doing it from a place of intention and in passion and love, it builds and it can grow into something else where if you're just throwing stuff, like force feeding it, it's not going to survive because you don't have the fundamental basics down as what mm -hmm. you were saying. You didn't have any systems. You didn't have any strategy. You didn't have anything in place. So you Nothing. recognize right away, like I need to refine that before I can even go full time and make yeah. this a, a career. So yep. super valuable lesson there. I absolutely love that you shared that. Yeah, so when you did kind of get started in, in 2014, when you started recognizing it, I want to touch upon like how you said you didn't have the marketing, but yet you are marketing others. Mm -hmm. So did you kind of find like a disconnect there where people are like, okay, so I'm going to hire this social media strategist, 
And so they probably went to your pages and checked you yeah. out and you're like, wait a minute, she doesn't even have any visibility for herself. So unlikely yeah. that, that she's going to get me those results. Did mm-hmm. that, was that something you encountered or is that something you recognized ahead of time? And that's where you shifted your focus into building up your brand as well. Well, luckily I just told people, I was like, do not judge my skills off my profile. <laughs> like just ooh, like I would have like a random post here, random post there, horrible Canva graphics. Oh my gosh. This is before there were templates. It was just like, yeah. well, there were like three templates or something, but I just kind of explained that. I was like, look, I can do a really good job for you. I just, I'm don't have time. I had a baby. Um, but what I would do is I would like send them samples. I'd be like, here's what I would create for you. And they're like, okay, great. Uh, and it's funny, I actually taught a mini class yesterday. I had a free webinar for social media managers, giving them tips on what to create for themselves. Because we all, every social media manager finds himself in the space of like, okay, I have nothing left to give. <laughs> I cannot come up with another caption. But what I did was literally one day, I actually realized how much I was starting to resent my business because I wasn't able to be creative for myself anymore, only for others. So it was that moment where I was like, no, I owe it to myself. I need to honor the fact that I love creating and it was back in like 2016-ish that I started, I think I started my Instagram account in 2016 and just started documenting. I just would say, I'm off to do this. I'm sitting at the coffee shop with my daughter, writing captions, things like that. I didn't really, I just stopped like overthinking it. And I almost treated it as a personal account. I was like, let me just not even go business. Let me just take people through my day, show what it's like behind the scenes, show the messiness, show that I haven't brushed my hair, show, you know, and all of a sudden people were starting to take notice. I started searching local hashtags. So I was really working with a lot of people in the real estate space at the time. So I just started making sure I was commenting on all the places I knew realtors went to in the DC area. I would just comment on the local coffee shops, the local farmers markets, the salons. I was just like, who can I get in front of? How can I use Instagram? Cause I've got zero time. I've got a baby at home. And like I said, I started writing a couple articles on LinkedIn that were very simple. They're still there. I'm like, oh, cringe. I want to delete, <laughs> but I'm also like, it's a good reminder. Right. About where um, you came from. Right. So it's kind of good yes. to be like, wow, look how much I've refined my craft since then. Oh my God. Don't ever delete that. any of the old stuff. That's like ever. proof of where you've come from. Yeah. Ever. And even if a reel does badly, I'm like, keep it, like learn yeah. from it. Yeah. Someone's going to like it. Someone liked it. Cause if you go way down on my Instagram feed, it's all still there. It's hilarious. But, uh, but it's funny. I did a simple little day in the life video. Cause I was like, you know what? I'm going to start carving out time for myself and I'm going to do what I do for my clients for me. And I shot a quick little, literally like a mini vlog essentially of just my morning and took people through what I did, put it on LinkedIn, put it on Facebook. And I got three leads and two clients. So I was like, okay, let's do this. Like let's devote some time. And then, like I said, the other time I would spend that I had would just be commenting on local businesses in my area and they'd tap on my profile. They'd see what I do. They'd hire me. And I was just like, oh my gosh, what I do for my clients works for me. <laughs> it's like, duh. So it was, it, that was when everything changed. It was like 2016, 2017. I started really just, my business started just skyrocketing and I started doing live trainings. And then the lo- my local community just really loved on me and helped spread the word. And then, yeah. And everything just kind of grew from there. Wow. Yeah. And it, it, you started it in 2014 and mm-hmm. it took two to three years for it to come to a fruition. To oh yeah. Where you were like, okay, so this is something that I I'm, you know, making a business out of it. And so I, like kind of going back to what I said earlier is that there's that hustle grind mentality. So 
if there's one thing you can like tell our listeners, it's like, you have to stick with it. You have to be yeah. persistent and have fortitude and keep moving forward in that direction. Because it, once we turn that passion in, into something that we feel like we have to do, that passion quickly turns to like a pain point and it fizzes out. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, yeah. I don't even want to do what I used to do. And like, I loved That's... it. And now I despise it. So it's kind of like recognizing yeah. that where you were like, not putting that pressure on yourself. And you're just like, I'm doing it because I just have this, this minimum. I just want to pay for my childcare. I want to prove to my husband that I can make this happen. And you had just those small goals in mind without thinking so big that I have to get there overnight. Otherwise it's not, it's not worth it. But um, yeah, I mean, it's crazy when we think of that because, you know, like I said, how it's, how ingrained it is. It's like, you don't have overnight success. No. Uh, very rarely. And if you did have overnight success, you wouldn't even know what to do with it to sustain you would it. Have, I tell people all the time, they're like, I want 10,000 followers. I want 20. I'm like, do you know what, what would happen if you woke up tomorrow to 10,000 followers and you've got a hundred right now, you're not ready. You're right. <laughs> and they don't know you. You need time. Like I'm just team slow and steady mm-hmm. through and through. And there's no point in rushing it. Then you don't get to embrace the journey and like actually experience the come up. <laughs> right. Right. But I mean, at the same time, there's probably that oh, feeling yeah. of like frustration. You're like, okay, when is my yeah. time? Like I've been at it Easily. for chipping away for two, three years. Like, come on, once yeah. a time, once a time. Cause every time you think you're going to be ready, you find out there's a new lesson or a new obstacle or a new challenge. And it's like, those are the things that shape and shift you into being prepared. So it's like mm-hmm. your time comes when you're actually prepared, not when you desperately need an outcome right. that you're forcing. So mm-hmm. yeah, I, I love that. I love that you share that. It's so important to anyone listening, like just stick with it. And if you find yourself yeah. fizzing out on the passion where it becomes a pain point now, that's where you recognize mm-hmm. and maybe you just put a pin in it and slow down because you don't want to burn the candle at both no. ends and you just have nothing left to show. And you're just like, what I once loved, I despise. And now it's consumed me yeah. and I have nothing. And people, people will feel that in your heart and in your words and in your intentions that it shows up through your work. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I would say like, it's passion, persistence, um, and patience. Right. Yeah. You, you can, like, it's okay. And like you said, even it's funny, there are, you see the overnight successes, but oftentimes they've been doing something for five years. It appears like overnight, overnight but yeah. they've been working for five years or there's something they did in their past life before they were an entrepreneur that already set them up to go bananas. Like right. I see a lot of Instagram experts, quote unquote, blowing up and everyone's like, well, they did. I'm like, do you know that they used to do this? So they already had this huge grown like cult following. And now of course, like there's a lot that you're missing when you see this quote unquote overnight success where people are just skyrocketing so fast, there's a lot that went on beforehand that you might not realize. Right. And then also, you know, for in business too, I mean, say like you're a personal Mm -hmm. brand, you might have acquired the following doing X, but yet as you've evolved, like you are the personal brand, you're going to evolve. And all of a sudden now you're like, you're in this direction. That's now why. And and your followers are like, yeah, but I signed up. Like I I came into your sphere because you did fitness or something like that. And now you're over here talking about like business and and products and stuff. And so there might be a little bit of that like disconnect, but it's like you as the personal brand and individual should still stick with what lights you up so that you can create that content. And so the evolution. Mm -hmm. And so what would you say to somebody who's kind of like that? Maybe they're on the fence and they're like, yeah, but I feel like I still have to cater and serve that former audience, but yet it's not a part of who I am anymore. Like that's not the, I don't want to go back in time and become the person I was several years back. Right. Right. So like, and so you don't really know that individual's journey or the struggles, but yet 
you know, how would you give somebody like that permission that says, listen, if you're not in that space anymore, don't keep going back. Like you're holding on to something that's stunting your creativity to create those captions, to create the work and create the, you know, the movement that maybe one might want to embark on versus feeling like they're mm-hmm. stuck to in the past. Yeah. I know a lot of people who have pivoted and, oh, do I start a new account? What do I do? And I'm like, well, it, it obviously depends on yeah. the pivot. <laughs> if it right. is like you have completely changed and had this huge transformation, but most people following you then were following you for you anyway. So I think a lot of people worry about the personal brand. I'm like, do you know how many DMs I get about my Starbucks order? Do you know how many DMs I get about the Target find, right? So uh, even though we're building businesses and selling things, most people are following you because of what they have in common with you, what they can bond with you over. It's not always business. And I tell people all the time, like people don't follow me because I sell courses and programs. They don't, they don't care if it, if it fits for them, they'll buy it, but they're following me because they like to follow my journey. They like my tips. They, the stories I share, inspire them, whatever it is. I'm not for everyone. No one else is for everyone. So if that, if the audience you used to have is like completely disconnected from what you are, where you're going with your life, I would actually probably suggest just starting a new account because if it's that drastic of a change, but I know a lot of people, let's say for instance, people who sell makeup, right? Well, now they're also, we'll just say social media manager, right? You can still weave that content in, right? Because if people are following you and you're growing, maybe the person following wants to know some social media tips too, or just say in stories, like, feel free to unfollow me. I'm taking a major shift in doing this. But I know a lot of people who sell two different things Mm -hmm. or have completely pivoted and that audience still sticks with them because they were following them for them anyway. So they want to keep up. But for anyone that's like, oh, oh, I'm like, just give your audience permission to unfollow you. If right. I'm going to be sharing X, Y, Z, ABC is dead. <laughs> I'm going this way and just say, you know, like I'm going a different way. No offense if you don't want to follow along, but, and more oftentimes than not, people are like, Ooh, cool. Like I want to see, I want to, I want to follow along. So that's usually my advice to folks that are doing a big pivot or now selling what they were already selling and adding something different. You can find ways to weave in both types of content together. Cause at the end of the day, as a personal brand, they're following you for you. Right. Yeah. And I think even for myself, like personally, like there was kind of that transitional point where, um, you know, when I got started, I was, I was heavily into like fitness and giving like nutrition mm-hmm. tips and recipes and, and posting my food. Cause I was very much into my, uh, bodybuilding competition days back then. And it's oh, like, you, wow. build up, yeah. you build up that, that following yep. and it like, that's me in the past. Like I don't even live there anymore. So sometimes there's like that, that tug of war, like, yeah, I mean, fitness is a huge part of my life. It's like, mm-hmm. whether I'm on prep or not, like that's always going to be a part of it. But like, I just don't make those meals that I used to, cause I don't need to and all that stuff. And I'm right. feeling like, okay, do, there's kind of that tug of war. Like, do I still go back to that? Because that's kind of what the audience, you know, may have been following for but I'm just thinking, mm. no, it's so painful to like, go be that former version of yourself mm. when you're just not there anymore. Yeah. And so what they say out, you know, like whoever the they is, but it's like, no, but you have to give your audience what they want. Right. So I believe that there's some truth to that, but yet when you're building a personal brand, isn't it about what you want to, because mm-hmm. if you're not in that creative space, you're doing a disservice to both. So like, you're just kind of stuck. Right. So and they'll feel it. They'll feel it. If you're not aligned with what you're sharing. 
Right. So it's almost like, you know, how can I give people recipes and stuff when I don't even cook like that? So right. do I just go become the former version just to please the audience that could no. have a choice to follow or unfollow? Mm-hmm. And I remember struggling with that like several years back. I mean, this, I mean, last time I competed, I think it was four years ago, mm-hmm. but um, it was just something that, you know, when, when I was making that shift, I was like, you know what, this is my page, my personal brand, this yeah. is what I'm doing. And this, I use this as also a creative outlet to share yes me and the things that I'm doing and build that uh, relatability mm-hmm. so that when I'm creating my brand, it's all facets of me and not just limiting to here's workouts and here's food, like, you know, right. whatever. But I think that's such a great point is that, you know, when somebody's saying like, you have to give your audience what they want, I suggest, and correct me if I'm wrong, like give yourself a pause and say, okay, are you currently in that space? And is that the direction you want to move? Mm-hmm. So yeah, followers come and go. However, like you said, if, you, if it's a night and day difference, like a drastic, you know, you were one thing yeah. and now you're trying to do another thing, maybe another page might be a best option or to inform your current following. This is the direction I'm going. You can stick with me or mm-hmm. you can unfollow. So you're giving them that option to opt yeah. in or opt. And I, and I like that be, because it's so important to, I guess, have that open conversation with your community yes. and your, in your audience yep. so that they're not so blindsided, like, wait, I haven't hopped on and saw you for a while because, you know, algorithms and stuff. And, right. and they come back and they're like, wait a minute, now you're doing this, like unfollow. Yep. So it's, yeah, yep. it's, it's, yeah, I, I think that's so important. And you had mentioned also like kind of taking a step back to what you were saying about you creating your own brand, whereas if you're constantly writing the captions and the creativity and doing the work for your other uh, clients, how do you get creatively inspired for yourself? Ooh, I love this question. So <laughs> I have a little, we all have it, right? We, we just major imposter syndrome, right? Yeah. Scrolling and just like, okay, I'm the worst. I'm terrible. Throw it all away. Like, <laughs> and it's, it's just, and then you come to, and you're like, I'm so crazy. Why was I thinking that way? What I do to tap into creativity is I don't look at Instagram. I do not consume anything. I put the phone down and it's a very, no looking at any, just ignore all the things that are going to lead you into, that are going to absolutely be a huge roadblock in your creativity. So I actually have a fun little spreadsheet that I like to create with my clients and it's got my content pillars at the top and I just brain dump ideas and I just tap into, okay, what is, and like you said, you know, what does my audience need to hear today? What do they want to see today? But it also has to align with what I want to share. So there's that, you know, that little blend. So, you know, one of my content pillars is obviously tips for business owners trying to grow on Instagram. And I just like in each little row and column, I just dump in a little idea, like a little bite-sized idea. And I just go down the list, empathetic messages. What does my ideal client need to hear? What's, what is the permission slip I can give them today that they need to hear? And I just brain dump. Now, of course I do this when I'm rested, (laughs) hydrated (laughs) at the coffee shop, typically where I am like, free of distractions. The babies aren't around. <laughs> like I'm in the zone. So I've got this spreadsheet of just like a ton of ideas. And then when it's time to create, I go there. I do not. And I usually don't brainstorm and create in the same day, unless there's one that I'm like, dude, I got to do this now. Like that was just an epiphany type of moment. And I'll grab that and run with it. So if you are the type of person that actually needs to look at things like Pinterest, listen to podcasts for ideas, do that and dump the ideas. But then when it's time to write, like do that maybe in a different time, if that would, we all have our own process, but this is what works for me. 
So I have this huge, basically an inspiration bank mm-hmm. of ideas. And when I, when it's time to create, I go grab a few and I grab whatever's speaking to me that week. Right. Cause different time, like I'm like, this does not feel right. And maybe in a week it's like, no, I do want to share what to put in your bio. <laughs> but for some reason that week, it doesn't feel right to me. And if it didn't, I know if I put it out there, my audience would not connect with it. Like they can feel when I'm not into it. And every, I said it for everybody, but that's, that's my process. It's, and it's fun. Cause if you just sit there and grab a friend, maybe and just sit there and be like, Hey, let's brainstorm together these ideas. And you'll be, it's, it's fun. It's fun. It's putting your thoughts out. And sometimes I'll randomly tweet something and then I'll sit on it for like a week. And I'm like, Nope. Yep. That's going to be my post. I give myself time to create. And I think that's what a lot of mistakes that people are making is people are like, you've got to do a real day. I'm like, who says who my reels from six weeks ago are still getting clients are getting engagement. Like I do three to four posts a week. Cause that's all that's, that's sustainable for me. Reels last so long. So I put a lot of my effort into reels because they allow me to create less. And so when I do create, it's like something I'm really proud of. And I don't ever put anything out. I know a lot of people are just like, just post it, just post it. If you're in growth mode and you just need to get in front of people, sure. That might be the right goal for you right now. I'm like, I'm only putting it out if I feel really good about it. So that's my process. The other thing I do when I'm in a rut is I literally just go repurpose something. I'll go look at what performed well three months ago, six months ago. If it was a reel, I'll make it a, maybe a tweet graphic and then do the caption or I'll make it a carousel post. I literally take exactly what I created and just make it in a different format and throw it out there. Cause I know it worked well. Right. So those are my two things. Those are my two things like brain dumping, getting creative, and then there's just, when you're just like, I can't do it. Or maybe you're going on vacation and you're like, I just get it out there. Right. Just repurpose. Or maybe it's an email you sent two years ago that got 10 replies. Make that a post. Like we've got to stop creating new stuff all the time. <laughs> we right. can't do it. Yeah. Oh, such good tips because it's so true. Like sometimes you just get like this creative drought and yeah. it's like, it happens so what to all you- of us. Right. And it's just like, so what do you do? Do you just like not post? Do you not do anything? Right. But, uh, you know, and so sometimes we're like having that inner battle, like, no, but I have to check the box for the day. I have to put that up because I have, I, to. I have to be consistent. And a lot of us are present. like that. We yes. have to check our box. Like I'm like, my to-do list yeah. is a mess. So I'm not one of those people. So I'm pretty, I can detach pretty quickly. Like I was supposed to post yesterday. I typically always post on a Tuesday, could not do it. I had a crazy day I had a crazy Monday also. So I was like, it's not happening. I'll put one up today. Like it's no one is waiting around for our Instagram posts, right? <laughs> We're okay. Everyone's okay. Your people are okay. I haven't emailed my list in three months. I'm just, it's just been a busy season where I'm just like, Hey, guess what? Everyone's fine. Like my people are fine. They know where to find me. If they need me, they know where to grab a course. If they need it, it's okay. It's yeah. okay. Oh, I love that you said that. It's so important. And, you know, for, for me, I mean, I, part of my journey is like letting go, like being a, yeah. you know, a recovering perfectionist, like my book, mm. Chasing Perfection. Mm-hmm. And and it was like, okay, so I have to check all the boxes. I have to do all the things yeah. that I have to be consistently done every day. And I can't take a break and I ha- can't miss a day. Mm-hmm. And it was just one of those things. So like when you look back at your track history, you have like a check mark on every single day and you're yeah. like, but if there's a blank one there, it throws off the whole consistency <sighs> and you feel like you got to start over. So it's like this freak out moment. And I, I started pulling back and I was like, you know what? I'm not going to start posting on Saturday. And yeah. you know what? I'm not going to post on Sunday. 
Yep. And, and I started giving myself that permission because that was the two days that I allowed for myself to rest, recover, be present, yep. be with family, be with friends. And I didn't want the pressure that I had to document it or to create something. Mm-hmm. And it was just mm-hmm. like, I'm missing out on the present moment just to appease you know, the audience on there who yeah. really aren't caring that I didn't post on a Saturday or a they Sunday. They don't notice. Yeah. No, because mm-hmm. now with the algorithm, like they just show things as however. So it's not like your yeah. person is getting your by the minute documentation of your day. Right. And it really just like gave me that permission to pull back. And then I was just like, you know what? I know that I'm going to be when I'm present, when I'm creative, when I'm inspired, I have some lit content Mm -hmm. when I'm not, I know I'm not lit and I'm not inspired. So if I were to receive it and read it, I'd be like, yeah, it didn't land. It's off, And it's a miss, right? So if you're your ideal person that you're speaking to, how would you be on the receiving end? And I had to have like that dichotomy, like the, the conversation. I was just like, Mm -hmm. you know what? It's not going to happen. I'm not, yep. not, I'm not that important to other people, right? It's like like when we, we think, think of it. Yeah. We think they're thinking and no. Right. And, and if we put something awesome out, yeah, they'll be thinking of us, but like, it's okay if we don't post for a few days. And I even <laughs> have my business partner, she put out a reel talking about how a photographer of hers put out a reel and from the outside, it looks like it performed bad. It didn't get that many views. It, did, it got her six sales. Right. <laughs> Yeah. Got her six photography sessions, which is like lots of in the thousands. Right. So it's like, you guys, like, it's, you know, I think we put, oh, we got to keep up with the app. We got to do all this. It's like, if the content's good, you're going to get sales, even if you don't get a lot of views. I mean, my reels are like this up, down, up, down. It's all, there are more people. There's now everyone's creating reels, right? The early adapters crushed it. They grew so fast because. Instagram was pushing them. Now everyone's doing them. So we're not seeing the big numbers we were. And I think there's this pressure that, oh my gosh, I, I need to be at 10,000, 15, 20, because so-and-so said you can do that by posting a reel a day. And it's like, but if the quality sucks, right. It's not, it's not going to land. What's the point. So if you can do two quality reels a week, I am here for it. Like, that's what I want to see people doing. Right. And so, okay, here comes my next question. Cause this is like a big one for me. I mean, keeping up with the trends, right? Mm. So, I mean, they're nonstop, always changing. Things are mm. happening. You jump on the bandwagon. Now let's just say, you know, cause reels are the latest trend, but yet at what point do you just drastically shift your entire business model per se to jump onto this trend bandwagon that could then easily shift to something else? And so is it more, it, is it more productive in this business aspect to get onto the trends or just to be consistent with providing the content to your audience, regardless of Mm -hmm. the medium and what you deliver? The consistency Mm -hmm. period. Um, I tell people all the time, there's the trends are so far. I love doing the trends, but if it doesn't align with my brand, I'm not doing it. Mm -hmm. And if I don't have the time to do it right, I'm not doing it. Right. It's okay. There's a new trend tomorrow. Yes, like, I love that you said this. I, I've been dying to have this conversation with somebody because I'm like, listen, I don't jump on bandwagons or trends because by the time I get to it, it's too late. Anyway. <laughs> and it's funny. Right. I did a reel over a month ago. That's like, you know, something about like, you know, it was like a gut punch type reel. And it was like, when you, when you're late to a trend and it flops Yeah. and everyone's like, and everyone in the comments, cause I put in there, I was like, this audio is currently trending. 
it's only been trending a week. Today is blank. Like today is March 12th or something. And so people are still seeing it now. So I'm like, I put that to be like, don't do it now. It's over. Like it's over. Of course, if it makes total sense and you're like, this idea is going to kill it. It doesn't have to always be trending, but we get bored of the trends fast. So I always tell people, you know, hop on it. I know a lot of people like to batch create and plan ahead with trends. You can't be in that mindset of I'm going to batch create. It's like, do it, jump on it. But maybe aim for like maybe one a month that you you jump, like you're like, you know what, I'm going to, oh, this is perfect for my clients. Like, or this is perfect for my audience. There's a really funny trend going on now. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's perfect. I have to do it. And I just, I just did it. And it took me 10 minutes to record and write the caption because I kept it short and sweet. But if you don't have time for it to make it good and make it make sense, and if it doesn't work for your audience, don't do it. And just like the Will Smith Oscars thing, everyone was creating these memes and it just didn't land because it didn't make sense for their brand, but they wanted to do it because Mm -hmm. everyone else was doing it. And as a social media manager who's been doing this for so long, I never tell my clients, stop everything. We have to do this meme. I'm like, it doesn't make sense. If it makes sense, absolutely. There's another trend happening in a week and we'll jump on that one. Like if you're on vacation or you're having a bad day, it's okay. If you've got a day where you're chilling, you're like, dude, I want to do this real, real quick. I think it'd be really funny. And I think that I, you conceptualize an idea that makes sense. Do it, but mm-hmm. don't worry. Cause another one's coming. So don't right. rush it. Don't rush it. Don't force it. Don't force the trend. There's so many audios where I'm like, that's not me. That's not my brand. It doesn't make sense. Right. And I don't like cursing in my reels. So if there's ever a song that has cursing, like, I think in one of them, there's like one slight curse word. And um, I was like, Ooh, but it wasn't like a bad one, you know, cause I know my people are watching reels with their kids sitting next to them. So I try to be really, really careful. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's this trend that I really wanted to hop on. Cause I was like, gosh, it'd be perfect. But you know, it had a word in it that I was like, I don't want someone watching this and being like, ah, oh, Shannon, my kid's sitting here. So just because it's trending and it's getting people mad views, I'm not going to do it if it doesn't sit right. Right. And also just, you know, recognizing in your business, the the time and place for all those things. And I think what, mm-hmm. you know, what's cool with Instagram, um, you know, and I guess all for all the platforms, it's about finding what you can creatively sustain. And, I, and me yes. personally, I like Instagram because it gives you so many options. You can do the static posts, you can do your reels, your carousels yes. to stories to, I mean, all the things, right? So you're not just limiting yourself just because reels seem to be trending that not everything on your feed should just be reels, 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 unless no. that's mm-hmm. the direction you want to go and you want to sustain it. And maybe now you're sharing it with TikTok since that's typically just, you know, video format. Right. But I think it's cool that, that Instagram now has those options where as a creator, you find the lane that you are best creatively suited for and you jam in there regardless mm-hmm. of what's happening, because who knows, you know, maybe reels will go away and they, you know, start up in, I don't know, carousels or, you know, whatever, whatever. Yep. And it so goes it's like, always it's up and down. Up exactly. And down. And what's interesting. What's very interesting for anyone listening, who's just like, I really, I'm not feeling reels. I don't like it. The reels, some of the reels I see taking off, and this is big in TikTok right now, is no more trends, original content, talking mm-hmm. to the camera. And I've done a couple of reels like this, and they've actually done very well. They don't go viral, but they do get in front of new people. They get a ton of engagement because it's a break in what we're used to. And we're so used to lip syncs and dances and this. And now it's like just all of a sudden someone's talking right to you in your screen. And you're like, whoa, whoa, this is different. And it, yeah. it grabs your attention. And I've done a couple like that. 
my business partner yesterday did one and it's one of our top performing rails in the past few months. So it's like, don't be afraid to just do something completely different than what everyone else is doing or to take that trend and do your own spin on it. Those I'm always like, wow, like, oh, I've seen this done a thousand times with the same text. Like I'm, we are so bored when right. we're on Instagram. That's why we're on Instagram. Yeah, we're just if we were busy and doing stuff, we would not be on our phones. <laughs> so the fact that I'm seeing this on TikTok means it's going to be coming to Instagram, right? Instagram is TikTok four weeks ago. <laughs> so like all the trends come from TikTok, they come to Instagram typically. Of course, there's definitely some native trends in Instagram, but more so from TikTok. But TikTok is really pushing original content because I think they've seen that people are kind of getting bored of the trends. Because yeah. because people are on TikTok for a long time, they spend more time on TikTok than the other apps. So I think people are going to like, okay, bored. So just people talking to the camera and telling stories is huge right now on TikTok. So don't be afraid to experiment with that on Instagram if you are like, or I can never keep up. I can't actually do a trend because I will never get to it fast enough. Cool. Don't worry about the trends. Talk to the camera. What does your person need to hear today? What's a tip you could share? What's an inspiring story? Share your founder story. Mm-hmm. Just talk to the camera and share it. You just never know. And of course it might not go viral, but who cares? <laughs> right. And it's, it's creating the, you know, relatability and, and, and impacting your current audience. And yes. so I think, you know, and they already go, love you. Right. So going back to it, it's like, so yeah, giving your audience what they want to hear in the space that you're currently at. So yeah. again, don't take 12 steps backwards of somebody you're not anymore just to appease the audience. But yeah, I mean, I, very similar. I mean, when I hop on Instagram, it's usually just to check, you know, my own personal stuff that's happening. And then, you know, you're bombarded by all the things that are happening. I'm just like, listen, sometimes right. I just want to look at a picture and read the caption without having to click yeah. on a reel to read the caption. Then the I noise know. is flaring. It's like, right. no, I was just genuinely like inspired by this person's creative writing. Cause I'm a writer. Like this yeah. is what I do. Yes. I love yeah, it's I think just, people forget that static posts and storytelling captions still work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. People are like, only reels. I'm like, what? I mean, I only do a lot of reels because for me, well, I love writing. I write very long captions. I'm like, so do I. I get, I get yelled at about that. Like, come on, can you give us a break? I was like, like happy weekend. No. <laughs> right? There you yeah. go. <laughs> cool. That's why my one on last Friday was like, two sentences. And I was like, I feel weird. Um, but reels are quicker for me because they're just quicker for me to create. Mm-hmm. Cause I I've gotten it down to a formula where I'm like, I've never spent more than five minutes on a reel. So we're, if I'm creating a graphic or a carousel post, I find myself spending hours. Cause I also perfectionist in that way. So I obsess and I'm like, you know what, let me just do a raw authentic reel, but I still keep my captions very long. Cause I like, but all of the clients that I manage, cause I still manage other people's Instagram we don't do any reels. We only do static posts and they still grow. So I, I want to make sure people know listening that if you're like reels are just, I literally despise them. And there's people out there that despise reels. Mm-hmm. Instagram, even though it is no longer a photo sharing app, right? That's what he said. Static posts still do well. And shoot, if you look in the explore page, it's almost all static posts. Yeah, there's some reels sprinkled in, but that just goes to show people are still sharing photos. They're still sharing a picture of their coffee. <laughs> like it's okay. It's still the old Instagram. It hasn't changed. Features have changed, but it's still a storytelling app where people just want to follow your life. Really? Right. Yeah. And I think that's something to always kind of go back to when we're feeling like we're ha- having to keep up with the, you know, the, the latest trends, but you know, you've given some incredible tips here too. And now, so I believe with on, on your website, it's, you know, you have speaking engagements and you teach yeah. classes and like, I mean, kind of just want to 
take a little, little sharp left here and talk about that real quick, because I mean, you, you do so much that really helps empower the brands and and empower other women to really confidently grow their business and, uh, you know, create some incredible content. So let's take a sharp left for a second. Let's talk about the, the courses, the speaking and the classes that you teach as well. Sure. You know, my big dream is to just speak on stage and like, I love, um, I love doing team trainings. I'm one of those people. I want to help the masses. <laughs> I I love working one on. I absolutely have one on one programs, but as a mom with a baby, I can't. I can only take on so many, right? So my thing is always like, well, how can I help more people without like burning out? Okay. So I've been doing lots of like team trainings, workshops. I've done speaking engagements back home in DC. I've done a few. And they just light me up. They really do. And I feel so just happy, you know, just helping people just make sense of it all, simplify it, take this. My goal is like, I want to take a deep breath. (laughs) It's not that deep. It's not that deep. It's a social media app. It is free. It's okay. Yeah. So that's my big, I love speaking engagements workshop. I love doing reels workshops. Oh my gosh. They're so fun. Just getting a group of women together and just helping each other create reels is so much fun. Cause you, you forget this should be the fun part mm-hmm. until you're with someone like me or another coach who can help you like, no, no, this is what to do. It's so, and they're like, Oh my gosh, that's so simple. I'm like, yeah, it doesn't have to be complicated. A lot of people overcomplicate Instagram and my goal is to not overcomplicate it and make it just take us back to when we just shared a little photo and put a little filter on it and yes. <laughs> called it a day. Obviously that doesn't work. You got to market yourself. You got to do a little more. You have to do storytelling and stuff like that, but um, it should never stress you out or make you cry or anything like that. But yeah, so that's how most people work with me right now is I've got some, I also have courses. I, like I said, like you said, I do a lot. I have an agency, but I do have a membership as well. So it's one of those things like, I'm always like on my website, I even have choose your adventure because like, what is your goal? And I've got you like, so I have very niche offers, but I I work with all sorts of brands and, you know, I've worked with realtors. I've worked with boutiques, salons. I've worked with just obviously other people just building a personal brand. It's just been a lot of fun. It's just, it's just really nice to help people have fun again on social media and make sales from it too. (laughs) Oh, and yeah. And that's like the double whammy bonus over there too. Like if you can just stay in your lane, jam away, have fun, enjoy the process and just create your own path, you know, like stay stay in that lane. That's, I think that's so important is, uh, Mm -hmm. yeah. Sprinkle in some of those trends, whether they're still happening or maybe you're a little bit late to the game, but the goal of that is, you know, really to just stay true to who you are. And, and I, you know, to kind of wrap this up full circle here is exactly what, where you started you know, I, the first word I wrote down, like some of the notes I was taking was like fun. And here we are ending this, this interview talking about the fun. You never let that fun fade or die. So from 2014 to 2022, you've consistently stayed in that lane to thrive in that fun zone. And now Mm -hmm. you're teaching others and showing others and you're just living like your like best and most confident life right now. Like you are doing exactly what you started out to do and and, uh, found a way to sustain it and grow it. And, and now you empower others to find that confidence within themselves and entrusting you and growing their business. So this has just been an incredible conversation. So nice of you to say, thank you. (laughs) And and it's so true because sometimes we, we think it's that 
messy middle, right? And we feel like it's mm-hmm. so complicated. But when you look at the bookends of, of the start and, and where you're currently at, you see the straight line is that you yes. have been consistently going after the dream life that you have wanted to create. And it's always been filled with the fun and the passion, right? Mm-hmm. You found that joy in it. Mm-hmm. It's us when we overthink that overthink the simple things, we complicate it and we think it's a bigger mess than it really is. Yes. The mess is the journey and the struggle in between, but yet you have that straight through line that says, I'm doing what I want to do. And I'm loving what I'm doing. I'm going to keep doing it. Heck yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. So how can, how can our listeners find out more about you and follow along with you and your journey and work with you and learn all the things, right? Yeah. Well, I'm on Instagram a lot. Uh, <laughs> it's my happy place. Handle is just Shannon McKinstry, website, Shannon McKinstry. I also like to spend a lot of time on LinkedIn. So that's my other jam. And I'm trying to get into TikTok. I'm forcing it. It's not that hard. It's just the time. It's just, yeah, yeah. but I'm there too. So anywhere, I'm just Shannon McKinstry. Instagram is probably the best place. And if you go to my bio, you can, all the stuff is there. Everything again, choose your adventure. Are you this or are you that? Here you go. <laughs> yes. Awesome. Yes. Well, of course, we're going to put all that in the show notes. And if, Thank you. and if you can leave our listeners with one tip, what would that be? I think it's basically what the whole theme of this, I guess, you know, have fun. Remember why you started. And again, like I come alive when I talk about this stuff, cause I just, I love it. I really do love it. And if you've fallen out of love with what you do, it could be a sign that you're going in a dif- different direction. Or like you said, maybe just slow down and put your blinders on, like put the phone down and just really get in touch with why you started. Remember your why, but it is, it's just to not lose why you started in the first place, because we look at what everyone else is doing. We think we've got to do it that way. And we absolutely do not. You can do it your way. And I think my other tip that I always like to tell people is if you like what you do before you make any money, you're going to be okay. <laughs> I loved my agency, quote unquote, when I had three clients and was making like $400 a month. I thought I was just the bomb. I was like, look at me killing it. People are paying me a hundred dollars. Like I, you know what I mean? Don't lose that feeling. Mm-hmm. Oh, such a, such good advice. And, you know, always go back to your why, you know, you start with mm-hmm. why go back to the why. So in that midst of like chaos, just always get recentered and get yes. grounded and just go back to what, you know, what lit you yeah. up in the first place. And not to be, you know, like with all the the latest trends in the craze, because I feel like they're happening faster and sooner. And so like, you just can't keep up with them. Mm -mm. Yeah. So it's just, you know, it's a race you'll never win, but if you're going at your own pace, it's slow and steady. You're going to win the race that you set out at your own pace. And you'll still be there. There's a lot of people that are going to watch just, just all those people that you were comparing yourself to see if they're still here in five years, because they're probably burning out or they're not aligned with what they're doing in the first place. Yeah. I've seen it happen. So I'm just saying, <laughs> yes, it, it happens. They, yeah. Yeah, it happens. It doesn't happen to everybody, but I've seen it. And I'm like, I'm so glad I have never rushed this. Mm-hmm. And I still have those days where I'm like, I'm not there. I'm not there. Why am I not there? And I have to, I have to slap myself on the hand and remind myself how far I've come. And that's why you keep those old LinkedIn articles and old Canva <laughs> graphics around when you need a little reminder. Right. And I even have a picture of myself in my office that shows me at my computer back in 2016. Just, you know, it's just a reminder. Like, yeah. Cause um, that girl is, it, it was very different then. <laughs> very much so. Yeah. And even for myself, I always just say, you know, when, when I feel like I'm getting to that, that like 
fizz out mode or burnout mode. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, Oh, I can't move forward. I just take a minute to like regroup myself. And I was, and I have this kind of like mantra I tell myself, it's like, go back to basics, go back Mm -hmm. every time. Now you're not like going back to that first blog, but go back and read your first blog. And if that still speaks to you, refine it, like repurpose it in a way that now speaks to you. And, and maybe, you know, I assume that you're a better writer, a better creator since then, which I know for me personally, I am. So it's kind of a great reminder. I'm like, you know, that still rings true today. And I'm going to share that message from my new place that I'm in years later. Oh my gosh. And actually that's a brilliant content idea. Mm Mm-hmm to do a swipe carousel of like, here's my post five years ago. And now I'm doing it a little tweaks, but it's still the same message. And I love it because when you go way down on my Instagram, of course, it's things have gotten a little better, (laughs) but it's the same message. I've been saying the same dang stuff since then. And that's a, that's a good exercise for everyone to do. I think. Yes. Well, awesome. This has been an incredible conversation. So wonderful. So I, I just want to thank you for being our guest. And uh, of course, everything will be included in the show notes. So thank you so much. Thank you. All right. Thank you so much for listening to the Confident Woman podcast. Um, for more ways to connect with us, check out our Facebook group. It's the Confident Woman on Facebook. There's a ton of amazing ladies in that group that you can connect with as well. My Instagram is at Aaron underscore travels for life. Make sure you go ahead and follow that and follow Rachel as well. What is yours, Rachel? You can follow me on all social medias at I am Rachel Brooks. Awesome. Thanks so much. Look forward to checking you next week.